We're in week three of our series, Mush. First week one, we talked about like learning to run with the team, how when they train young dogs, they train them to run alongside the team. They see how they react to the sled. They see how they, if they want to pull and stuff like that. And if they do, then they, they start integrating them into the team. And we talked about how that's like our spiritual life. We learn at this age, at your age, where you are now, you're kind of learning how to fit into uh, the church and to your spiritual life. Last week, then, we talked about uh, how when uh, in the dog team, the, the man or the musher, the man or woman who's riding the sled, will shout out commands to the dogs and the dogs react to their voice. And we talked about how, like, even though the dogs can't see the person that's speaking to them, they listen and they obey. And so we talked about that, like, in our spiritual life, we have to listen for God's words, what God tells us, and then we should react in the way he's called us to react. And, and we also talked last week about how uh, the, the driver of the sled can hit the brake and how sometimes God, sometimes we say, oh, I feel like I'm being held back or I feel like this isn't going the way I want to. I know I'm obeying God, but I'm not going the way I want to. And we talked about the idea that sometimes it's because God's trying to direct you a little bit more or pull you back or say you're not quite ready to go there yet. And, and so how that's great. And, and also with the dog sled, we talked about that sometimes they hit the brake just to straighten the sled back out. And so you might not even understand because you're trying to pull the sled, you're trying to move forward. You might not understand what God's doing, but God can see everything from his perspective. And so he's helping you to slow down when you need to slow down, to speed up when you need to speed up, to turn when you need to turn. So listening to him is key. So this week, week three, we're talking about stay, right? Stay. So this is, this is really interesting. So I was watching, again, I told you guys, I started all this because I went down a YouTube rabbit hole about dog sledding. And there was this one where they were talking about training the dogs before they, before they ever become part of the dog team, training them to stay and to stay for long periods. Like if, 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 the, if they say stay, the dog needs to sit and not get up, not move. Right, and and I thought that's weird because they had talked about they have these uh, these snow anchors that they can like hook into the ground these hooks that they can hook into the ground and the sled won't move, so they can drive in the hook and then the sled will will stay where it is. And so I was like, why would you need to make the dog stay? You could just put the hook in the ground, right? Why why not do that? And he was explaining that like sometimes the trails that they take cross roads. And the roads, because they get plowed, have you ever seen a, a, any of you ever lived somewhere up north where there's lots of snow, anybody? Or, or been skiing? Where's Nolan, right? And you see these huge piles of snow on the side of the road, right? Like some of them 10, 12 feet high. Like sometimes when you're going up to like a, a, a ski slope or something like that, it'll feel like you're driving in a canyon. Where if you came there in the summer, You'd have this beautiful view of everything, but it, it feels really deep. So with, with the dog sleds, sometimes they have to cross a road, and the roads will have these huge mounds of snow on either side. And so they'll carve out the, where the dog track goes through. But 
The dog sled driver is in the back, right? So he's got to stop the sled. He's got to go up to the front and look because the dogs, they're just going to run if he says run. So if there's a car coming and he says run, they're going to run right out in front of it. So he has to go and look, make sure there's no car coming before they cross the road. So here's the thing. If he anchors the sled, then he's going to go up, he's going to look, then he's got to go back, he's got to unhook the anchor, he's got to get on the sled. What do you think could happen during that time? Yeah, a car can be coming, right? And so he would ha- it's very risky. But he was talking about, he said, if, if I can teach my team to stay, then I can go up to the front, I can look, make sure nothing's coming, I can say, hike, and they'll listen to me and they'll start across, and then I just jump on the sled as it goes by and keep riding, and we're all safe. But if they can't learn to stay when I tell them to stay, then we're all at risk. They have to be able to trust me and, and be able to listen to me. When I say stay, they need to stay. And so God has called us to stay. We, we need to learn, look at this, we need to learn to sit still. We need to learn to sit still. And I know for some of you, you're like, dude, I take medication for that. <laughs> like, that is not who I am. I am not a sit still kind of person. And I get that. Like, I get that. But here's the thing. We, we want to try to learn and teach ourselves as much as we can. And some of you, you could sit so still that people might think you were dead. Like, is he still breathing? Like, and some of you, you can't sit without like kicking your foot. I understand that. What, what I'm saying is God calls us to sit as still as we can, right? Everybody's going to be different. But look at this verse. Who wants to read uh, Psalm 46 there? There you go. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Very good. Um, So this is saying, like, I I love this verse because it's saying, be still, and it's saying he's going to protect you. He's going to guard you. And I think a lot of times, part of the reason I'm not, I don't take time to be still is because I want to be in control. Anybody like that? Like you want to control what you do? Yeah. And so, so you think that being still and waiting on God and listening to God is you being out of control. And let me, let me tell you, that is exactly what it is. Because he knows what's going on and you don't. When the, when the driver says stop and he's checking for traffic, if the dogs go, hey, I think it's time for me to go, then they could die. But if they listen to him and trust him, they're going to be safe, and they're going to go where they need to go. So I, I, I think there are three big, I know there are three big obstacles to sitting still. And I'm sorry on your notes, it should be number one, number two, and number three. But when I cut and pasted my second set of notes, for some reason it started with number two. I don't know why. Um, and then it went to four and five. Just know that it's one, two, and three. I apologize for the weirdness. I hope you guys can get past it. Um, So 
uh, there are three big obstacles to sitting still. When we say, be still and know that he is God, be still, take some time to focus on him, there are three things that get in the way of that. And, and it's the same with dogs, which is really cool. Like when you're teaching a dog to sit still, how many of you have a dog, right? How many of you have ever taught your dog to stay, right? <laughs> I've tried. <laughs> How many of you have successfully done it, all right? Yeah, some of you are like, nope, my hand goes down. I cannot get my dog to stay. Yeah, so these are the three big obstacles. If you're going to teach an animal, a dog, to stay, these are the three things that keep it from staying. So number one, number one is duration, duration. So when you tell a dog to stay, right, stay, a puppy, right, a young dog, You've gotten it to understand what stay means, right? And then you say stay, and it'll stay, and it's looking up at you. And then what's it do? It comes over to you, it starts licking your shoe, or like, right? Because it understood stay in that moment, but it didn't understand. It, it was like, I don't know when this is over, right? I don't know when this is done. I'm waiting for the finish right? And, and so it doesn't understand that you, it, it needs to stay until you tell it to move. And so, so duration is a big deal. And so if you're training a puppy, when they train these dog sled, these dogs to, to stay, they do it for short periods of time getting longer. So they'll say, stay. And then they'll say, good boy, come on, come, right? Short. And then as it goes, as they do it more and more, they'll say, stay. And they'll wait a little while, right? And then say, come on. And the dog then begins to learn, okay, I, I need to wait until he tells me to move. But the way the dog learns is not by giving it a long time at the very beginning. It's by giving it a short time and then a little longer and then a little longer. So duration is important. Look at that. Who wants to read that next verse there? I love this one. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of my slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. Very good. Uh, well, here's a, a piece of music trivia. When you two, I, I think it was either their, it might have been their third album, um, they, when they put out the album, um, this is way back in the old days when you could get either a big vinyl album or you could get a cassette, right? So the interesting thing is on a cassette, you, if, you, if the sides of the album weren't the same amount of time, there could be a, a, like an extra room on the cassette. And so on the cassette version of one of you two, I believe it was on War, one of, their, one of their early albums. On the cassette version, on side two, there was a song called 40. It wasn't on the, the album, it was on the cassette. And, uh, and it was this. It was them singing Psalm 40. And, and it was so cool. I remember as a kid, like hearing that and going, that sounds familiar, and then realizing holy cow, he's singing a psalm, which is even cooler when you think that psalms were meant to be sung 
and he's singing it. And, and this psalm, especially, the idea of it that we, we wait on God even though we're in pain, even though we know we can't get any further, he, inclined, he turned to me and he heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire, and set my feet on the rock, gave me a per- firm place to stand. I think sometimes we get so caught up in the mire that we're in. I do, right? We get so caught up in where we are that we say, I'm not going to wait. I need to make a move, right? I need to take care of this. This is taking too long, right? And, And God says, look, wait, wait, be patient, and I'm going to move you where you need to be. So duration is a big obstacle. We, we can be silent for a little bit. We can wait for a minute. And I think guys are worse at this than girls because guys are active, right? We're action. And, and, and I think, uh, Daryl, maybe, I don't know if this happens to you, but sometimes like in a, a marriage relationship, I think it happens in boyfriend-girlfriend relationships too, but the, the wife or the girlfriend will come in and will ha- have had something bad happen to them, like a bad day, like a rough day at work or something like that. And so they start telling their male counterpart, right, like this was bad, and what does he do? Well, I'm going to go call them right now. I'm gonna, you need to go in there tomorrow and tell them they can't treat you that way. And, and, and she's like, wait, wait, no, no, no. I, I, just want, I just need to talk this out, right? But guys, we want to do something. When we see a problem, we want to fix it. We, we feel like, why do I have to wait to fix this thing? And, and I think sometimes that gets overwhelming when we have a big problem that we can't fix. Then we start going, I give up, I quit. I can't, I can't do this. And, and what this is saying is duration, right? Sometimes we have to wait and God's going to show us how to fix this problem. But he's not going to show us until we wait. He's not going to show us until we're patient. And then he's going to lift us up out of the muck and mire and put our feet on the rock. So that's the number one, duration. The second one, the second one there is distance. So you may have experienced this with your dog. You say, stay. And then you start to walk away. And what does it do? It gets up and starts following you, right? Because distance, because it's not used to following vocal cues. It's used to following physical cues from other dogs, right? So when you say stay, it gets that. But then when you walk away, it's saying, oh, he must want me to follow, right? So uh, for a dog to be able to learn that stay means stay. Now I'm going to say stay and I'm going to walk away and you need to stay where you are. Again, if you're a sled dog, and there's danger ahead, and you say stay, and then walk away, and you start to follow, then you put everybody at risk. Uh, Who wants to read this? My God, my God, where have you, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me, so far from my cries of anguish? My God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer by night, but I find no rest. Yeah, that's Psalm 22, which is, David wrote this, so I'm sure he felt this way at some point, but Jesus actually quotes this on the cross. So when he's at his, 
worst moment, he quotes this. And, and sometimes we feel like God is far away from us, right? That God has forsaken us. We have that feeling. Have you ever felt that way? Ever felt like God was far away? Ever, ever felt like saying something like this? Or maybe you have prayed this. God, why have you left me alone? Why are you making me deal with this by myself, right? And here's what I want you to, and, and you may want to write this out in the, in the margin. Feelings can lie. And I know some of you are like, no, no, I, I can feel, I know when I feel something, it's real. No, you don't. Sometimes you might feel like God's far away, but that feel is not real, all right? That is not a real feel, all right? That's a fake feel. Because God is always with us. Jesus said, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world, I'm with you. Right? And so when we say, oh, God, I feel like you're far away from me, understand that feeling is a lie. It's not true. God is still right there. Even though it looks like he's walking away, and that dog, that's part of the reason the dog follows when they walk away. The dog doesn't want to be out of their presence, right? wants to stay there, but they're not. Their, their, their driver is, is checking something out to make sure they're safe. They're still there, right? So duration can be an obstacle. Distance can be an obstacle. And the last one there is distraction. Distraction can be an obstacle, right? And we know this, right? We all know distraction can be an obstacle. Who wants to read the verse there? One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord, to see him in his temple. Very good. So here's the thing. You know why we get distracted? We get distracted because we want something other than what we have right now, right? You're working on homework, but the, but the, the PlayStation is right there, right? And so you get distracted. You know why? Because you love the PlayStation more than you love your homework, right? So distraction often points to what we love. If you're with somebody, like you've got, you're there with your friend or somebody, and, and you keep getting distracted in a conversation, that's because there's somebody else you want to talk to that's not the person you're talking to, right? That's why phones are so messed up when we're talking to someone face-to-face, -face and we start checking our, our you know, Instagram or, or checking for text or whatever, or our phone buzzes and we look to see who it is, that's, that's because we love this phone more than we love the people we're with. That's terrible. That's a horrible way to be. And, and so distraction with the dog, that can, that's a big deal, right? So if the dog, you tell the dog to stay... You walk away, it's staying, and the squirrel runs across the lawn. It's going after the squirrel, right? But with a dog team, you have to make sure that it understands that's not why it's there. It's not there to chase rabbits. It's not there to chase squirrels. It's there to pull the sled. And so it learns to ignore distractions. And we need to learn that. And the reason we need to learn that is because of that verse, right? One thing we ask from the Lord. When we understand what God really has to offer us, then it will draw us to it, right? It will not 
we won't be distracted because that's the thing we love. And, and, and I would say this, and I wrote this in my notes too, distraction shows what we love, but it also shows what we hate or what we fear, right? Because how many of you have ever been distracted by fear? Like you're doing something, and this is, I think a lot more hands will go up when you think about it. You're doing something, but in the moment that you're doing something, you start thinking about something else that you're afraid is going to happen. A test that you haven't studied for. Around this season, when you get to my age, you start thinking about, oh, got to get those taxes done. I hope I don't owe too much, right? Now, when I was in college, it was, got to get those taxes done and get that rebate, right? But now it's not that. Now it's, oh, did I have enough taken out to make sure that the government's not going to charge me a big pile of money? And, and so those things can distract us. So what we, what we love and what we fear are the biggest distractions for us. So look, God wants you to be still and know he's God. He wants you to understand that sometimes you're going to have to wait for him. Duration. Sometimes you're going to feel far from him, but that doesn't mean don't be still. And sometimes you're going to be distracted by other things, but that doesn't mean you don't take time to be with God. And so here's the deal. Just like a puppy, some of you are like, well, I don't know how to be still and know that he's God. I don't know how to take time to focus on God. Look, do like the puppy. Read a couple of verses in the morning. While you're brushing your teeth, that takes two minutes, right? Supposed to, if you do it right. So two minutes, have your Bible there, have your phone Bible there. For two minutes, while you're brushing your teeth, read your Bible, read Psalms. Okay? You got two things to focus on there. If that doesn't keep you from being distracted, I don't know what will, right? And, and, and look, all the verses that I put in the thing this week are from the book of Psalms. Because Psalms is a really cool book to read. Because it's all about like, who is God and where is God for me? And, and, and talking about like, how do I relate to this God? I, I, I love Psalms. It's one of my favorite books. I don't always understand it, but I love to read it. Because it's so, it, like it keeps me reading, you know? Uh, it's emotional. So, so take some time. Maybe it's a little time. Start with a little, like a little and then make it longer and longer and longer. And some of you, you're going to get to the point, if you do that for a couple of weeks, a couple of months, you're going to get to the point where you're like, i got to have more time with God, right? So that's it. Think about spending more and more time and being closer and closer to Him and working out distractions. And I think you'll feel closer to God and you'll be able to sit still and know who He is. Lord, thank you. For each one that's here, thank you for what you're doing, what you're going to do. I pray that each one here will find a little bit of time this week to just be still and get to know you. Lord, that they will, they will be listening for your voice, that they will find out who you want them to be. And Lord, I pray that, um, that that's something that will happen this week as they go through their week. Lord, thank you for all you're doing in and through us and all you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen.